Welcome back to the Concrete Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me today is not Rock, as I've decided to leave a couple volumes of the Kinikuman manga series in his office to keep him occupied while I break into the Concrete Revolution bunker to do a solo review for the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, The Eternals. Now, before I get into my review for The Eternals movie, I wanted to do some quick housekeeping. Now, as always, you could follow the Concrete Revolution Podcast on all podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You could also read the news and features that Rock and I write for, about the comic book and manga industries over at the ConcreteRevolution.com website. And you could follow me on Twitter at the Kevin Lainas, and you could follow Rock on Twitter at Rock Revolution. Now, with all the housekeeping out of the way, let's get into my review for The Eternals. Eternals is really the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that I am entering in with no prior knowledge of the characters or concepts around them. Even with movies for characters like Shang-Chi and Guardians of the Galaxy, I did have some preconceived ideas of who these characters are from the few comics I read about them before their respective movies. So going in not knowing anything about The Eternals whatsoever created a new level of excitement I didn't have for other movies in the MCU. But now that I have left the movie theaters after watching the two and a half hour long movie, I'm not so sure if I become a fan of the Eternals as I became a fan of other Marvel characters from other MCU movies. The compliment I can give the, the Eternals movie is that it does get over the ideas of these characters. At least we get an understanding of the MCU version of the Eternals as I cannot speak to the, how comic accurate they are, which it will likely be the legacy of this movie. In many ways, the Eternals reminds me of Avengers Age of Ultron. It is a movie that in the grand scheme of the MCU will be one of the more important films in the post Avengers Endgame era. Future MCU movies that explore the concepts introduced in the Eternals will make this movie look better in retrospect because of how the concepts are explored. Especially considering the end credits of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, there are a lot of clues in this movie that expand on that end sequence along with the greater multiverse that is being currently explored in the MCU's Phase 4. All that said, Eternals is a bottom tier MCU movie if I had to be honest about it. it. Its ambition was too great for what the movie tried to accomplish. Specifically, the worry many had going into a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy where, where we were introduced to a whole team of new characters is what the Eternals ran into really throughout the movie. Because unlike Guardians of the Galaxy that did keep the roster relatively small, in the Eternals, we are introduced to 10 main characters, no matter how talented of a director, Chloe Zhao, the actors portraying these characters and the writers of the movie are, that is way too many characters to introduce all at once. The weight of getting all these new characters over, plus the concept of the Eternals itself, is really felt throughout the first 75% of the movie. It isn't until the final big battle in the second half of the third act that it felt like the characters were re relatively fully formed and where they'll probably be within the MCU, but because of how long it takes to get to that point, there are many moments within the movie that just feel like a slog to get through because we're getting a lot of scenes that are repetitious and it just really hampers the movie and just slows things down to what feels like a crawl. So the concepts really just aren't as presented as well as they should. Now, I do have to give credit to the many actors for doing the best they can with the material they are working with. The diversity of the cast really does shine because it is not just about the character's skin color that is what really matters. There's a wide variety of representation that allows these characters to be presented as real people instead of another group of action figures brought to life through various stereotypes. Jimmy Chang, Brian Tyree, Henry, Lauren Rindolph, Barry Kyokan, and Angelina Jolie as Cersei, Fatos, Makari, Druig, and Dina, respectively, are by far the standards of this movie. They're 
their character motivations and how it feeds into their, their overall character arcs make them into the most fully fleshed out characters of the entire movie, which in turn makes the material that Richard Madden as Icarus and Selma Hayek get as Ajak get just stand out as extremely weak in comparison, which all goes back to how there are just way too many characters to develop that everyone ends up suffering because there's just a lack of screen time to properly develop everybody that's in the cast. And that we're just talking about the protagonist here. And because of the screen time being such an issue on the protagonist side of things, it really makes the antagonists of these stories, which are the deviants, suffer even more so than like all the characters in the main cast that are not CGI. Specifically, like just the deviants continue to emphasize the biggest problem that the MCU has, that they just don't have good villains outside of Thanos and a couple others like Loki. And it's just very disappointing to see because the deviants could have been a cool addition to the MCU with new unique villains that are colorful and have as vibrant colors as other protagonists we've seen, including the Eternals in this movie. But it's just so wasted that these characters end up looking just like the Dark Elves from the Thor Dark World movie. And it just really kills the imagination that, like I said, could have gone into this movie that I've seen from at least the artwork in the comic books that these characters do have a lot of cool character in just their overall designs. And it's just lacking here. And the Deviants just come off as just another generic gray villain that lacks any sort of color palette. Making the problems with the screen time that so many characters do have in this movie just also further emphasizes the biggest problem really that this movie has, especially with the first 75% of the movie, is the structure of how they choose to use flashbacks in the movie. Because we go between flashbacks and to present day to flashbacks to present day to tell a lot of character-specific stories. But in the end, there's so many awkward cuts between the, all these flashbacks and present day scenes that there's just really no, no structure to how it would benefit these characters in the long run. And it just feels like it, the flashbacks honestly get in the way because they're trying to do too much um, when all is said and done. And it really is, the movie does become better when we don't get any more flashbacks. It is just focused on the characters in the present day. And really, when the third act gets going with all the action that we get, with the characters finally getting to the big problem that they need to solve and the big battle that they get involved in, the movie does become fun with, with all that stuff because there is multiple planes of action. The characters are all feeling like they are doing something, except for one character that kind of just disappears, which is very odd, especially when he comes back like towards the end of the movie. It's, but again, that that is a problem for... Uh, the movie overall with too many characters, but at least the characters that we do get at the very end, it does feel like they're all doing something important that feeds into the overall plot and how everything ends up. But unfortunately, Eternals also has kind of the most awkward ending that we've seen in any MCU movie because we do get a resolution of the main plot, but then all of a sudden we get introduced into like a whole new story with these characters at the very end, and it just sort of ends and... We're left in like kind of scratching your head instead of being excited for another Eternals movie where you're, you're just like, that's really how we're going to end things. And I'm not sure if I'm excited for another Eternals movie, really, with the ending just because of how awkward it everything just stops. And really, at the end of the day, I went into Eternals wanting to fall in love with these characters, because like I said at the beginning of the episode, I really just didn't know anything about these characters. So I was honestly excited to get introduced to characters I have no familiarity with and even the concepts around the characters I want to fall in love with, but 
I just left the movie just disappointed just because it wasn't what I wanted it to be. It didn't get me hyped for the next MCU movie or even getting another Eternals movie down the line. Maybe I'll get excited when I see some of these characters that are still around by the end of the movie uh, appear in other MCU movies. But really, I'm not begging for Eternals 2 like I have been with all, a lot of MCU movies I've watched so far. So, And while uh, I do see how Eternals will play an important role in the MCU's future, just like Avengers Age of Ultron did for all the movies that followed it, it's just didn't live up to the expectations I had, which were relatively low because I didn't know any of these characters, but I was still excited to get introduced to them and hopefully fall in love with them. But again, I didn't, I didn't. And that's really the most disappointing part of everything. And so overall, if I have to give this movie a grade, it would really be four night girls out of 10. It's just, I left the movie disappointed and that I didn't fall in love with the characters like I have with so many other characters I've been introduced to or learned more about through the MCU movies. So, and unless you're really dying to watch a new MCU movie, I would honestly wait until Eternals comes out on Disney Plus because that may be a better viewing experience for how this movie is structured. So again, I would kind of wait until it comes out on Disney Plus in a couple months. But yeah, thank again, thank you very much for joining me on this episode where I reviewed the Eternals movie. And as always, you can follow the work that Rock and I do over at ConquerRevolution.com where we do a lot of comic book and manga features and reviews. So go check us out there and... Thank you very much for joining me on this episode and I hope everyone has a good rest of your day.